When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, what is up, everybody? Good morning. Happy Friday. It's pre-market prep time. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick. We have an hour-long show and a lot to get to in that time. Of course, we're going to talk about Tesla. A gajillion headlines coming out of the uh, Cyber Rodeo event last night in Austin. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we got to talk about Robin Hood this morning. We got to talk about CrowdStrike. We'll probably follow up on our conversation from yesterday about Target and Costco and uh, and Dollar General and, and all those all those companies. All those stocks keep on going higher. Uh, rotation, rotation, rotation is the name of the game here. That's the theme of the show. Todd Gordon is today's guest, CNBC contributor and founder of New Age Wealth Partners. He'll be on in about 35 minutes from now. So it is a great morning here in the Motor City. Smash that like button. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring on Mr. O'Connor here. Joel, good morning. How was your evening slash morning going? Uh, excellent, 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 except for that loss in the semifinal of the hockey game. But, you know, I tried to be a hockey fan. It lasted for about a couple hours. That'll do it. Uh, S&P Futures. Show us your charts, please. Show us the charts. All right, in the chart. We're going to talk about the charts with Dennis here because I got to – we got to talk about this in a minute. Uh, we're up 14 and a quarter handles here. Let's call it about 14 and – Three quarters at 45.11. We took out the high from yesterday by a little bit. Uh, not by much. Got a big level on the upside to clear to get me. I'm changing my stance on the markets. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, we have crude up 85 cents at 96.88. We have gold down a buck 80 at 19.36. Silver is flat as flat at 24.74. Bitcoin flat down twenty dollars at forty three thirty six. Well, did Apple make that big announcement yesterday? We'll talk about that in a second. And Ethereum futures they're up fifty dollars at thirty two seventy one. I'm going to bring up the spoo chart here, and I'm going to bring in our resident bear. Hi, how you How'd doing, you bear? We got two bears. Well, who's actually, the, who's the other bear? Mitch. We got two bears. We got oh, you and Mitch. And Mitch. And yeah. then we got, you know, always super ultra bullish Spencer. Well, uh, well long term. Yeah. Long term. Oh, yeah. Because you're a youngster. But that works. That's I'm, the best I, way to be. I'm changing my short term stance oh, boy. from bullish to neutral. I've been neutral all year. I've been I'm going neutral. neutral. I've been neutral all so year. So you want to be a pig? A pig? Yeah, because that's the only other thing. There's either bulls, bears, and pigs in the middle. You know what happens to the pigs, right? They get slaughtered. This is they Tim get Kramer. slaughtered. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just, I, you know, I'm not like Dennis. I can't move in and out, move in and out, move in and out. But based on the, I'm worse than Kramer, probably. You Kramer are, flops a but lot, but based I on this more. week's price action, okay. Yeah. And today will be a, a very determining thing, and I'll make my official determination over the weekend. 
I might be going from bullish to neutral. And I have I have an area where I, I will turn bearish. I definitely have an area where I'll turn bearish, you know, in the short term. So that's it. I'm neutral. I'm neutral here. And there's a level we can get to where I'll feel good and I'll keep bullish rating. What's and that a level you'd get to where I, you feel good? I'll tell you when we speak at 10. Okay. We'll, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Secret levels. Yes. But uh, anyways, uh, what do we got going on here? We're up 11 and three quarters handles at 4508. Uh, a little bit of a rally. I bet you there wasn't much action for you last night, though, was there? Uh, you know what? It's been showing up with like 10 minutes to go. Like, I don't oh. know, like, like, like it literally is 745. You start getting Japan open, and then it's all of a sudden there you get you action go. again. There's a big lull in between like 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock, it seems like, lately. So get Japan, then it reopens, then you get a little bit of action from that. But it's uh, it's been slow after hours. I, How but, about, but, I just but, want to ask you, yeah. too, about the last 10 minutes. Uh, have you been trading the last 10 minutes of the regular session yeah. or are you just pos- no, positioning no. orders? No, no, for I, the trade, I trade the last 10 minutes. I trade Because the there's been closes. some nice rever- I mean, reversals. I well, mean, you some- can almost get a feel for what's, you know, and don't read the imbalance numbers of closing right. imbalance numbers. You just get a feel for what the market starts doing at like 350 and it starts going up and then it continues to go up, starts going down and continues to go down. There's little wicked moves in there. But, you know, the wicked move really happened at noon. We were looking ugly, and then all of a sudden, the buyers came in. The buy the dippers can't stop. We rallied 65 handles in the afternoon. Sneaky little rally. Sold off a little bit at the end of the day, but it's not a coincidence. Joel's double bottom trick works again on the spy. I tell you, this Alconan school of technical analysis pays the bills. 443.47, 443.53, the two lows. That's a tidy little two day in a row double bottom there that me and joel like to use and um you know we bounced right off that and we saw it in multiple stocks you know again um same thing where you're seeing that support come in and you've got to be aware of the previous day's low that's just big numbers the previous day's high and the previous day's low are big numbers got to use that information to your advantage it's an all right you that you're missing one thing though look at this not only did you have a double bottom, right, in the last two sessions, but look at the lows going back here to March. Look at this, uh, March 23rd, I think, and March 24th, 45.75 and 44 and a half. I mean, so it's a quad bottom now. There you and go. you know what? And you know what I actually did? I yesterday? like your line, the top uh, right chart. I really know. I, I didn't want to give us. that away, but uh, that's support. Support I mean, there it is. That's broken. what's going to make me turn. That is what's going to make me turn in the market if we breach that. I mean, that is, is that's why I'm going neutral. I don't like that we're hanging out down here. You know, you don't ever want to hang. You want to get away. And uh, I actually put an order out there yesterday and got done. Unfortunately, it was just to cover it short. It wasn't to go long. But I said, I'm putting, I don't care what happens here because sometimes you try and get cute, like it blows through there. Sure. And goes by like three or four handles, and then like Bob Bright, you know, he'll put the he'll put to his support level below the support. So when they like overdo things, he gets it. But I got it, and then boom, it just turned around. So there's your level, folks. You you uh you've given it away for you've given it away to the crowd. And I'm not gonna give do. away the upside. We give you all the information. We give everything away here on this show. All right. I got to step out for one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Joel's leaving. He never Joel, does that. I'm no. the one that steps wow. out for a second. Joel, Joel with the rare mid show, mid show. Uh, yeah, he just he just left commercial he just, break. He just left us on our yeah, own. Nah, nah, he'll be what back. are we gonna do? He'll be. Back. What are we gonna uh, talk about? Well, let's start with Tesla here. Um, did you see the stuff to come out of the the uh, cyber radio event last night? First off, I gotta say, uh, I don't often like wish I was at events because you know. I'm a homebody, but that looked like a lot of fun. Um, apparently, I, I read that they closed local schools early so they could avoid the massive traffic jam that that was going to ensue. Created from that, yeah, from this wow. event. Um, so it was the official launch of the uh, Tesla Gigafactory outside of Austin, Texas. As far as we're concerned, uh, the biggest headline, and there were a lot of them, the biggest headline to come out of the event last night was that Elon said 
it is most likely, hey, Joel's back. It is most likely that the Cybertruck will begin production next year in 2023. Have we not been talking about this Cybertruck for years now? I mean, the concept came out, what? It's got to be two years ago. Uh, Yeah, probably. Like, why does it take so long to get it in production? They come up with a concept, I guess. It's just... No, making making vehicles is hard, man. <laughs> he did it in a tent for all those years. He's the master of this. Uh, Anyways, I obviously, you know, I talked a couple years ago on the show that I was interested in the Cybertruck, and then I saw it, and I'm like, I'm not interested in it anymore. Did they change the look of the bloody thing? Because no, nah. no, no, not interested. Um. I don't. I don't even know what to say on Tesla stock anymore. It just does its own thing. It's linked. If you look at the spy, and you look at Tesla, and you put the two charts on top of each other, they're the same because I arbitrage it. Everybody arbitrages it. It's a big component. It's locked into the S and P right now. Unless they come out with some crazy individual news taking it one direction or another, it's just trading with spy. Dennis, I, I'm wondering, ha- have you considered or observed in the past couple of days? I guess this week, really the idea of tesla and twitter trading together at all no 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 didn't give that one day of consent no not one minute i don't think that's going to be the case at all i think musk is good for twitter but i don't think there's many correlations yeah, down 93 cents okay yeah, look okay. at that it's the, on the, the twitter fade. and the twitter gave it back quickly it's faded too. It's yeah, faded. it had the two-day move, and now it's come back. And I said, you know, if it came down to that 45 area, I'd be interested. Now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, you don't want this thing. You don't want it. I, I don't know. I don't know. 45's in the middle anymore. of nowhere. Why would you want it at 45? You're, you're, you're saying I'll just that- say, even Twitter or any stock, every single stock that I got talked into, basically, because my whole, <laughs> my whole Twitter stream was so rah-rah bullish that I missed the bottom. And I bought, I took it from 50% to 43%. So I literally, all those stocks I bought, there's five stocks, down in all of those stocks. So I should have just listened to myself and not the FOMO of my Twitter stream and not been scared and not bought. But I didn't. And now I'm all the way down. Obviously, AMD, I'm down in. I bought some. I, I love it. I, I love it. Know. When they go down, it's Twitter. <laughs> Well, no, it's me. I, know, I did I the know. purchase. I'm not going to blame Twitter. So I'm just saying, but I literally like had so many people saying how stupid I am to be in 50% cash. Like it's just pounding in my head, pounding in my head, wow. pounding in my head. And you know what? Maybe I am still stupid to be in that much cash, but it's felt pretty good on the way down. And now that I went to 41, I feel like I'm too much in the market. I honestly do. I feel like at 41% cash. I'm too exposed. Oh, gosh. This is but just you're... such a crappy market. I mean, you want the evidence of how much of a crappy market this is? Every single stock that seems to get a good lift, if you're not a consumer staple and you're not a defensive and you're not a recession-proof stock and you're not a oil, then it seems like you get a lift and the lift is immediately sold or sold within a couple of days. Twitter, case in point. Hewlett Packard, is it going to hold up here, Joel? I don't know. It had a good day yesterday, but it's leaking now. Now it gets downgraded here this morning. That's just another example. Remember Tilray? We talked about that two days ago when it's trading up 10% at eight bucks. It's six and a half two days later. It's the same story. These growth stocks, every time they get a good left for a few days, eventually the rug gets pulled out from under them again. Can we go back to the Tesla chart for a second? I'd be curious just to get Joel's levels on that if 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 we have any tesla yeah let's take a look at old tesla here traded down a buck 48 at 10 55 78 so you want to see it go green on the session you want to see it get above that close not really trading with the spoos today all right um in terms of other movers here i mean we we can talk you want guys want to talk about robin hood this was yep. interesting here. So that's Robin, another example. So Rob, oh, we got stop before you even get to the news. I don't say. Okay. Oh, we got the after hours trading. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's jack it from <laughs> thirteen to sixteen because they have after hours trading. Christian Fromerts, I believe, tweeting out. Oh, they have what everybody else already had. Yay! <laughs> this is huge news. And it's eleven. One, well, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days later. Don't chase, man. 
right. Well, there, there was, there was even more news yesterday at the at the uh, Bitcoin conference down in Miami. Robinhood uh, said that they have added a crypto wallet uh, feature for two million uh, customers that that are on the uh, the the wait list there for that. Uh, and they're also adding integration with the Lightning Network, which is exciting for crypto. And then this morning, Goldman Sachs comes in with a downgrade, giving Robinhood a $13 price target. Stop. Isn't it to sell? So it, did they downgrade to, to – I thought it, it was a downgrade to sell. It is a downgrade to sell, yes. Well, then how the hell do they have a $13 price target? Because that dude, would be a buy. Dude, no, because price targets are like – they're a slave to the formula, right? Like they're a slave to whatever – so remember, was it? Ah. Wait, wait, wait! Stop, stop! Thinking about yesterday's show, right? Ivan said, when thinking about buy, sell, and hold ratings, think about them in the context of their sector, right? So Robinhood compared to Schwab and I, Interactive Brokers, and good point, Morgan Stanley, and I don't know Coinbase, whomever else you want to throw Robinhood in, lump them in with lump them in with them. Within that context, think of Robinhood as a sell, okay? So you don't want to own if you're going to own someone in that space. Goldman saying don't own Robinhood. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. So I'm going to give you my rant on this now. If you come out, let's keep it basic. Stocks at twelve bucks. You come out and downgrade to sell. Don't tell me it's going to thirteen. Then don't tell me to sell it. Tell me to buy it because that's a buck and that's a ten percent move higher. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. If it's keep it simple. I mean, Wall Street wants to make, and that's probably how they're doing it. They want to make everything complicated so we can't understand it. Give me a sell rating. Give me a five dollar price target. Get some guts. If you're going to come out with a sell rating, come this. on out and at least have a. Like, don't tell me it's going to go up to thirteen, but I'm still supposed to sell it because then I'm losing ten percent, ten percent that I could make. So if you're going to make up your mind and come out with a I, bearish I note, put a price target on it that meets that. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. The only thing I'm not going to really dig into the technicals on this, Spencer. Wow, you still got a head there because uh, you just yeah, I, yeah, I know. No, I, I totally agree. At you, Spencer. I'm not the head off. <laughs> You're I totally agree with you. probably right. That's how Wall Street thinks. Everything complicated, trying to confuse everyone as much as we possibly can. When we should just do simplicity. My tweet yesterday. If I wrote my book on technical analysis, it wouldn't have 500 pages. It wouldn't have 50 pages. It would have five pages. Page one, support. Page two, resistance. Page three, trends. Page four, 50% retracement. Page five, throw everything else out into the dumpster and burn it. That's it. I just taught you technical analysis in 15 seconds. Keep it simple. I'm still against that. (laughs) Just to say it. I got to say it, Dennis. I got to say say? You're a different trader, man. There's some Simple. people that technicals still work. I'll tell you that. Some of the other technicals still work? Well, Dennis, mm-hmm. I saw your, I saw <laughs> Sure. You, I, I but you don't it. need them. <laughs> all right. You don't Let, need all that stuff. How much other stuff do you use, Joel? Uh, you made money good. trading the markets for 30 years. How much? Right. Other, what else do you use besides those four things I just mentioned? Uh, Seriously. Closes. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, An yeah. open, a close. Yep. Yep. But, well, but is that... It's not I agree. I know. I know. It still shirt. fits within the same thing. It still fits within the same thing. But uh, you know, uh, I mean, it all depends about That's time frame. Too, I would throw right? that into yeah. support. You call that a support? Okay. I'd I'd, throw it in this there. one, Double I'm not going to do support. any fancy technicals on this one. What I'm just going to say is, uh, don't get right aided on this one, right? Like everyone sold it yesterday, right? And it went down to six bucks, and they had a one dollar price target. Well, if you were selling in the hole, yes. If you were selling off that guy's rating, rating, waiting for it to go to a buck, well, and you sold in the six handle, you're wrong. You're wrong today. I right. So that's the only thing I'm going to say. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to. No levels jumping out to me right now, but I just say don't get right aided in uh, in Robin Hood. That's a good point, Joel. It means don't buy the dip or or do buy the no. dip. Well, Basically, well, <laughs> no, well, no, because buying the dip worked yesterday and right a little bit. If you bought the dip at like 11, 10 30, 11 o'clock, right? So, more, more saying, don't buy, when though. an analyst does something like this, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't panic and don't, 
hit the sell button. I'm not necessarily uh, yes. saying buy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm just kind of, it's depends. just. I'd hit yeah. the sell button on that right, aid. I think it is going to one. I think right. the analyst is right. I like that analyst. That analyst has guts. I'm that just talking about one day. With I'm a talking about one thesis, day. And he didn't put a sell on it and put a $15 price target. He put a sell on it and he put a price target of a buck. I have all the utmost respect for that Deutsche Bank analyst. The utmost respect. Have some guts. I don't know if I can remember a one dollar price target on any stock ever. That we never got some guts. He or she? Is it a he or a she? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's get that person on. I'm going to commend them for having guts, even if they're dead wrong. I'm still going to commend them. Didn't Martin put a zero on something when he was on the show? It's it's uh, George Hill is the analyst. Uh, George Hill, you rock. That was a good call. I'm a, I'm in, I'm on the same side. I agree with you. I think Red A could go to. Open. I'm just talking short term. But didn't didn't Martin put a uh, a zero on gone. something when he was on the show, Spencer? Martin. Yeah. Martin who? Screlly. <laughs> We're back to Scarelli. How do we go from George to to, to Scarelli? I didn't know this is the about. worst segue we've ever had. I had no idea who you were referring to there. Uh, perhaps well, that was six years ago, but maybe I don't remember. Yeah, he put a zero. He slapped a zero on. So maybe, maybe I can't remember like, what it was. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but we're talking about like professional analysts, which which of course he is not. Um. There was a question of like a card or something because he did a nice. I feel bad for him in jail there. He was so nice when he came. Oh, I show. oh no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop it. No, you, you know don't. what? Probably half nice of our audience doesn't even know, know who he bad. is. You don't feel ah. bad. All um, right. J- James P in the chat asked, um, he dropped us a fiver and, and asked Joel specifically, um, is the upside around 4580 to 4590 on the SP futures? Um, enough to make you a bull again. Like if we got to forty five eighty or forty five ninety, um, and make you bullish again. He wants. He's trying to get your level out. Of you. He just paid you five bucks. Give him a little level. Give him a little five bucks. I will say for this is what I'll give you for five bucks. It's not really holding. It's not really holding something on the upside. Like the upside is unlimited. It's more as if if we break down. And we've, and if we break down before that, you know, those lows, that double bottom, which is a quad bottom. So that's it. Like, I'm not going to put, like, I'm not going to let this thing rally 89 handles and then say, yeah, I'm bullish. You know, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm going to remain bullish until that level is breached. And then I'll go, or, or I'm neutral. Well, first of all, we have to see what we do today, right? Because we could have like a rip roaring, you know, 70 handle rally, which I don't think is going to happen. Or we could go out and take out that low. So it's more it's more protecting support, staying above a level because I just don't I just don't like it under there. I just don't I, there's just too much air underneath the market, underneath that level. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, there's gonna be buyers, there's gonna be buyers buying the dip at you know 4400, 4350, 4300, 4250, 4200. I just I, that's the way I look at it. I I on the upside, I Love to see us, you know, take out the weekly high and close above what the week. What's the week high so far? Um, we were way up there until we got Brainerd. That's yeah, what, Brainerd. We're, Brainerd. That's what that small. person's referring to. Well, Bullard, well, Bullard didn't help yesterday. Well, he said the we should be three hundred basis points higher than we're at. Actually, Dennis. Actually, that comment coincided with the low of the low of the day. day. Oh, he, he bottomed it. Yeah, Jackman yep. the bottom. Yeah. No, no, Brainerd. I mean, all Brainerd did was give us the news a day a day before we were going to get it already. So right. if it wasn't Brainerd, we would we would have gotten it on Wednesday. <laughs> if it wasn't on Tuesday, so. and the market is actually higher too. The market is higher than that two two p.m. print on Wednesday, folks. Remember that seventy one seventy five, courtesy of uh, Spencer Israel. That is that was the two. So the market is right now shaking it off, shaking it off, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Market, no one knows nothing, right? No, it can go anywhere. The, the good news for the Bulls, the good news for the Bulls is the SP has a tidy little double bottom there. So I'm going to say if I'm leaning bullish, and I'm not, but if I was, I would lean on that low from yesterday, 443.53, 443.47. And if you're leaning low, we talked about the 50% on ARC. It did breach it yesterday, but it held up not bad. It's back above it. I mean, if you're bullish, you've got a pullback. You all of a sudden have a pullback. So if you are need to get stocks, 
there's a pullback here to be had. You know, I, I bought a couple of stocks. I nibbled into some value stuff. You know, I like my value stuff, although um, actually Micron, I think I am up in, but JP Morgan, well, I'm, this actually came back. It was down yesterday and I was complaining about it, but it came back. So I'm thinking it's value right around where I bought it. I, I, I got a value stock for you. HPQ. That would have been a good one. Three days, two days ago before Warren. <laughs> I've had HPQ. I had it on the watch list at 23 or 24 and I never bought it. Now yeah. it's at 40. It's gone. We'll let that one go to Warren. All it right. is value. It is a good value Fair stock enough. there. But again, I agree with Kramer. He did a little rant last night and he's like, was saying he went bearish. Kramer went bearish on HPQ three days before Warren came out with the buy. And the reason is like everybody bought a computer during the you know during the covid lockdowns and their home offices and now people are going back do they need more computers they need computers I don't know, in the offices they need more home offices yeah it's, it's, no, i think, think everybody built their home office. think, think about it like this no one no company has upgraded their in office hardware in 2 years you, oh, that's you, a good point. You've got all these old computers, old operating systems. Yeah. Everyone's got to upgrade now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give you that. All That's right. a good point there. And Joel just said it. I just repeated it. <laughs> Yesterday's low 3870 HPQ gets downgraded today by UBS. Um, and that is because they think that, you know, well, the, the big, they're selling the rep. We don't even need the note. They're selling the rep. They, they listen to pre market prep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Wait, what else was on my mover, my list of movers to discuss this morning? CrowdStrike. Got some good news uh, from the government. They're going to be allowed to take their services to the uh, private sector, I believe, or uh, a, specific, a specific kind of service. I think I kind of got the headline like halfway here. So let me see if I can give it to you correctly. But there was a uh, – this is like all this government jargon here. They received a provisional authorization to operate at impact level four – to protect critical U.S. DOD assets. Okay, so they got more work from the DOD, I guess. Uh, CrowdStrike is up today, up 4% last I checked. Um, Man, it's tough to be bearish the stock. It just holds up better than all the rest of them. The cybersecurity stocks just hold up well. I mean, PANW is sitting there at an all-time high. That's incredible, really, when you think about it. So cybersecurity is something everybody needs. That whole sector just holds up very well. What's the ETF? Uh, there's a couple. The hack. one with a cool ticker symbol. Well, there's, there's hack. hack. There's, hack. There's, That's it. Hack. There, there's three big ones. There's hack. There's the one I got. CIBR cyber. That's the one I have too. And then I there's and then there's bug. B U G. I this they're is all the good I tickers. Have. I have this one. Yeah. The they're CIBR. all they're all more they're all more or less the same thing. If but, we were yeah. in a bull market, I'd buy all these things. But I just don't know if I'm making money because of the overall market here. I'm just not a believer that. You know, this is going to be the raging bull market, and 2022 is going to be all-time highs. I just don't think that's. I don't believe that either, though, Dennis. I mean, I, I mean, to bet to get the all-time highs under these geopolitical, if in interest rate uh, environment, I'm not necessarily. I'm just hoping for like a trading range. You know, a boring trading range for the whole year, and maybe. I mean, I would love. 44, you know, after we, you know, put that low in, I would love to just get farther and farther away from that 44, 45 and just maybe go up to 46, 45. What did we get to uh, last week's high was 46, 31. What if we're just like, in, you know, still like a trading range and this is the lower end of the trading range. That's to me, that would be like, I'd be very happy with that. Very, very happy with that. But we're going to let for crowd strike. We're gonna let Spencer do the technical analysis on this one because this is wait. pretty. This I'm is not, pretty easy. Hold on, this I'm is an easy one. Softball up the middle. Come on, Spencer. I, I'm I'm answering the question from the chat about what the level four thing actually means. It just it just as far as I I just posted a thing in there in the chat. It, I think this just enables CrowdStrike to offer their services for across more agencies and even maybe even the pri the private sector. So it's just a it's just a. Uh, it's an extension of their uh, basically. It's a, it, it's a clearance level is what it is, right? It's a clearance level. It's it's an endorsement on CrowdStrike. Now onto the chart. I have not been paying attention to that. So what was the question? I wasn't even listening to your question, Joel. Sorry. <laughs> what is? Just give me like a super key level here. I on mean, it's going up, right? On the upside. On, 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 on the, the upside. upside. 
Dennis, don't say Dude, we got a on the monthly. We got looks like we got a double top there. Ooh, look at that. There you go. Yeah, right here. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's what I'd be looking on and probably eyeballing it. It's probably like right around 50% too of uh, this move here. So, very important up on what 30,000 shares, which is probably not bad for that. Uh, uh, for that trading in the pre-market and those two monthly highs that Spencer nailed exactly are 32.35 and 32.86. A little bit of resistance up there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Not buying it up like nine bucks on 32,000 shares, but there you go. There's your level. Thank you, Spencer. You're quite welcome, Joel. Um, Next. Uh, okay, we can go to some of the conversations from yesterday we can follow up on that or we can like target in costco and and healthcare or we can talk about the rip overnight in wd40 on their earnings report which has been in a massive downtrend of late wow. but is, is ripping higher i guess in hindsight seven seven percent is not actually that much but it, it, that's what it's up this morning uh on their earnings beat last night and their guidance raise no it wasn't a raise i'm sorry it just, they it, it just wasn't that bad. They've been yeah. punishing this stock, and you know what? It just wasn't. Help me that out bad. with the symbol, please. W D F C. We're gonna go two hundred bucks. That's just psychological, major, <laughs> super duper resistance there. I don't know where it's got to. One ninety six. What a downtrend, though. What a downtrend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not buying rips on stocks and downtrends. That's not what I how I'm making money. So I'd be looking to sell the rip. And if it gets anywhere, I guess the pre-market highs maybe we're already going to top it out because it's already come off that. But one ninety-six to two hundred, there's all resistance up here. Can I? I have a question here. Is there really been like I bought a jar of the a I, can I of this stuff like yeah. nine years ago? I know. Okay, yeah. and every time like I need a doorknob or a lock or something, I go and I go. Okay, I've had. What has changed in the consumer demand? I don't know for WD forty. Since I, January the, and February 21. Can someone I can, answer that question for me? The only thing I can think of is it's, it's more of like an industrial thing. It's like more of a um, – um, like it's not so much like the retail consumer as it is like industrial construction. construction I have no idea. Industrial. I have no idea. I, I'm just trying to speculate. I have no clue. Why, I, why this yeah, – yeah, you'd think I, this is like a staple. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe they'd sell some other stuff. I don't know. All I know is a WD forty can. I got one in my garage, so it Wait, runs out of How long have you had one. it? Forty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even come out of there anymore. It's all frozen in there. <laughs> it's hard. It's supposed to. It's the stuff to loosen things up, but mine's all hardened right now. <laughs> Rusty around the the, the Schwitzer or whatever. I don't know. John says that olive oil is a good replacement. So, so there you go. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, did you guys want to talk retail at all? Because I didn't even bother looking yesterday. I was enamored with Costco and Target. If I looked in Pro for two seconds, I would have seen that the, the reason Costco is higher was because their comps beat again. Every single month, Costco's comps are higher than the prior month and the prior year. It is ridiculous. It just don't stop. They can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Every time you get a dip on Costco, it's just another buying opportunity. New all-time high yesterday. Costco, Walmart, and who else did we talk about on the show yesterday? Target. Target. We talked about Target being a catch-up trade. We talked about Target, and lo and behold, Target rallies $13 yesterday. It rallies another three today because I believe it's got another rating on it this morning. Um, all three of these stocks work in a recession. All three of these stocks work in an expansion. Wait, these throw, stocks throw DG, work. Throw DG in there too. DG. Oh yeah, DG. Dollar yeah, Tree DG. probably. Dollar I Tree, mean, I think, is a little bit more of a laggard. Yeah. No. All time high. Too. DG all time high. Look DG. what's making new all time highs. You got <laughs> stuff that is recession proof, really. I mean, and then, you know, you got your defense stocks, your, your, your other defensive stocks, like, you know, your, your healthcare stocks you've got making new highs. Merck, Pfizer breaking out here again. This market's playing full defense right now. It is. Consumer staples were, you know, already playing defense. We know the Coke and stuff and the XLU, but it's full on crowd them all in there. They're going into every defensive stock they can possibly get in. Um, you know, so these are actually moving opposite to the overall market right now. Keep that in mind. They often do, but there is just a nonstop demand for everything that is recession proof. Yeah. What's wrong with big lots? What's wrong with well, big it sucks. The hey, store. I told hey. you this five years ago. There's a new one. You, There's a new one right by me. They crossed them Where's up. Where's big lots? It's in Farmington. Really? Yeah. Just the big the- lot used to go in there and they were kind of dirty and, you know, but you always got a deal and you go in there and you felt good because you walked out, you know, I'd like I say, I'd buy my, you know, aspirin or whatever there and the box got crushed because it fell off a pallet. So then big lots gets all those. So you get it for like half price. Well, the aspirin's still good in the bottle. I don't care if the box is crushed. It was like deals. But now you go in the big lots and it's like, it's like nicer stuff in there. And it's like, I don't see my crushed aspirin and stuff anymore. Like, I don't feel like I'm getting the deal. I feel like they lost their way. They were like the deal place, and now I don't feel like I get the deals in Wait, big lots. Can I just anymore. say that I last time I was there, I got a deal because I, I I needed to buy some ski goggles, and there were, and this is like it was like February, so it's at the end of the season, and there was one box of ski goggles left in the whole store, and they, it, it had been opened, and it was all crushed. That's I what like, I like. And, and I was like, all right, listen, man, what can you, come on? It's the last box. It's it's obviously been crushed and and opened. What can you do for me? He was like, "All right, I can give you fifteen dollars off." And I was like, "Deal." What was it? What did you buy? Ski goggles, because I didn't have any ski goggles. Ski goggles. It was the one. It was literally the last box in the store. The last one. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, they lost their way. It 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 was the bargain store, and they classed the stores up too much. The new stores are all kind of clean and classy, and I'm not getting the deals I used to there. So I used to always enjoy going to a good big lots, and I stopped going three years ago. I was like, I don't get any deals there. Stuff there, you know, is it's junky stuff at junky prices. But I used to get some good stuff in there at junky prices. So I don't know. I think they lost their way. I'm not a fan. All right. Let, let, I used to be a huge Big Lots fan. I used to probably uh, wear a Big Lots shirt. No, not a fan. Haven't been in one of those stores in four years. Let, let, let's bring on uh, today's guest. Gave his thoughts on all this. Todd Gordon is a CMBC contributor and also the founder of New Age Wealth Partners. Joining us here on Pre-Market Prep, Mr. Gordon. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? How, how are we doing? How are we looking? Oh, new setup. Looking good. Oh, my gosh. This Look guy this looks guy. amazing. Holy mackerel. What do you need? What you know? No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> He's got I like the, the nice hardware. shirt. <laughs> yeah. Looking fantastic, Todd, as always. Joel, Todd, I, I, I got to tell you guys right now, we had a, a late night in Saratoga. Joel, you're going to be up here this summer. I, 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 I am. I am. Right. Yes. Uh, yep. So I was I was guest part bartending last night for a uh, a charity event last night. So guys, go easy on me tonight. I'm just telling you right now. All right, that's <laughs> fair. We, we won't ask you any to. Any, any, Wait, Spencer, where were you? Where were you shopping for ski goggles again? 
Well, I, I had to shop around, Todd. So, and I don't live. Not all of us live in ski territory, so my, <laughs> my, my options were limited. And my right? next question is, where did you ski? You don't. You don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> you do not want to know. Trust me. Fine. <laughs> Todd, you were a uh, an all American skier in college, right? Well, not all American, but yeah, I, I raced. I raced Division One in school. This is what we do way upstate in the uh, the frozen north of New York. I, I, I skied on a uh, what was a former an old landfill. What? Yeah, it's, it's not far. Did you did you <laughs> did you walk up or did you take a lift or what? No, the, it, there was a lift, but it was very small. Um, okay, uh, okay, uh, Todd, let's talk about the markets here. Uh, what what is your what is your take on things? Uh, well, guys, it's just my whole job seems to be um, focused on on yield curve. You know, this whole debate on the 10 to the three month to the 10 to the 30. Like I'm all focused on interest rates, managing, managing the portfolios. Um, do, you, do you guys mind if we dive in there? Or like, yeah, oh, dive I'm sure in. Everyone's oh, love that. Good. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what's the big picture here? No, I mean, tell me, tell me where you think, like, I'm so tired of talking about interest rates. I think like equity investors, the way we're running the running the portfolios and the way we're allocating, um, you, you just have to be focused on rates. Like, so is the, the 10 two, which we've seen a little bit of inversion, um, uh, heading in recession. And as you guys were talking about, like we're seeing massive outperformance in real estate utilities, uh, staples and healthcare, specifically biotechs. Like, you know, is it, are we rotating into that uh, big time and we need to go defensive for a long period of time? Or do you look at the three month to the 10 year to 30 and realize, I think the, the yield curve is still very much normally shaped. And in fact, it, it's getting steeper, like, or do we see kind of a, a continued rotation into tech consumer discretionary, like we've seen over the last two weeks, like the market has come back strongly. And then all of a sudden we get a little bit of a pullback and everyone's saying, Oh, we're back in recession watch. Like, yeah. I think we just went too fast, too quick over the last week. What do you guys think? He's asking us a question. We usually interview him. Yeah. I just I, think, I, 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 well, I mean, agree. I don't think you could just flip the switch. I don't think you could be worried about hyperinflation and a recession at the same time. Let's worry well, about one thing at one time. And I, I don't like the eyeball test doesn't tell me there's a recession coming. Now the yield curve is predicting it. Inflation's here. There's no doubt inflation's but, but, here. No one ever said inflation's say that? bad for Joe, the market. Why do you say that? What do you mean? The re- why do you say the yield curve is predicting it? Well, because that's what everyone's saying. But I, I think that you have, you know, just uh, because of COVID, because of the war, I think you had a little bit people moving a little bit more conservative and so on going a little bit farther out, being a little bit more conservative with the money. And so that that's made, you know, the 10 year, you know, do what it's doing. So um, that's, you know, the eyeball I test, think- too, to me, says at not an eminent recession coming. See, and I think the Fed is actually not getting enough credit for the way they're playing this, because if you look at the position of the yield curve going into this recession that we're heading into, the the actual, the actual rates, the level of rates is significantly lower than what we've seen in every prior recession of yield curve inversion. We have lower rates. The Fed's been doing quantitative easing for a long period of time. You look at the shorter end, which the Fed doesn't really follow the two-year. I mean, you, you would show a good correlation, but I think there's a better correlation of shorter rates. And that is very much normally normally shaped. And then you have the Fed coming out. Lael Brandon came out and said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna butcher whatever or, or take a cleaver to the Fed balance sheet." I mean, that sent the market significantly lower. And if you look inside of that, she's talking about ninety five billion a month. The Fed balance sheet is nine trillion. And again, if my math is right, I think that's one percent. Ninety five billion a month roll off of a nine trillion balance sheet. And she's not even talking about selling long-term treasuries and MBS. Like she's letting them expire. The the Fed is talking about letting them expire. So they're not like selling. They're not like dumping treasuries of the market to sell long-term bonds and spike rates, right? And and if you look at the minutes, they didn't even say, she said, we may sell long-term MBS. And that's it. Like there's a difference between selling long-term bonds and letting treasuries roll off. What do you think? Yeah. You're okay. You're right, but it, but the market seems to be zeroed in on just the sell selling at all, right? Any kind of selling or roll or, or runoff is is seen as this boogeyman, right? I think there's a difference between selling, okay, which is taking bonds, which is which is 
giving securities out, taking liquidity yeah. out of the system and not renewing your obligation to buy. I think there's a difference there. Yeah, I I hadn't thought about it, but I I mean, I do agree with you. I, I, yeah, okay. So so against that though, how do you feel about how the market is reacting to this? Well, the, I mean, the very first the very first mention of this was when January's minutes, right? Or wait, December's minutes that were released in January was the first mention of like balance sheet runoff and where everybody like lost their minds. Right. right. I mean, it's 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 another what 2013, 14 taper tantrum. Um, so I, I mean, we said it earlier. Like I, I love the comeback. You know, two weeks ago, I love the, the comeback in in technology led by like semis. I, I you know consumer discretionary. Um, and all of a sudden, as you guys said, we have a little bit of a pullback, and everyone's saying like, and I'm leaning back on my technical. Yeah, this is what I do. All of a sudden, you get a little bit of a, a, a higher low, and everyone says, "Oh, you know, we're going back to new lows." But it's just a little bit of a pullback here. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't give up on the on the growth trade coming back. You look at the rotation. I'm going back to my technicals. Like, you look at you look at small, medium cap growth names. Like they're 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 coming back, and all of a sudden, everyone's saying we're going to new lows. I I just I don't see it. It's so hard, though, Todd, because we could have been saying this the whole time. I mean, you can bring up, if you're talking growth, you bring up ARKK. And everybody's been trying to call the bottom on this thing for 15 yeah. months here now. And it continues, those people continue to get punished. I'd lo- I've tried to call the bottom on ARKK. Is it oversold? Should it have went down from once? It's probably oversold. But, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's in there is like when none of it makes money. So, I don't know yeah, what right. that means. So it's hard to like be the hero and, and get off the overall like we have a little uptrend in the last few weeks, but the overall downtrend on ARKK is is, is significant. I mean you look at you look at the candles on the monthly, right? Yeah, I mean, talk to me. So yeah, I mean you broke out in March of 2020 at ARKK at 56. So we have three monthly candles with long tails trying to trying to like run stops below the $60 level. I mean, it looks good. I mean, would I buy it? No. I mean, I, I still think, you know, the valuations we have, we have, we have value, PE compression, right? So we have, we have rates doing what they're doing. We have valuations coming in. The market is now more fairly valued. And it's just, we're not in this kind of hyper growth. I think you have to focus on names that led us on the way up, as we we're saying last, last week, like semis, you look at Apple. I mean, you look at Tesla. I mean, even not, not even Tesla valuations insane, but that's coming as well. You have to focus on companies that are making money right now on the yeah. tech side. What would make you bullish from a technical standpoint in ARC? I know. <laughs> You're going right on Kathy Wood. Huh? Here we go. Here we go. We like Kathy. Um, we like talking Kathy on this show. I mean, I love Tesla. I just, you know, like um, Joel, that the interview brought me in with Gene Munster talking Tesla for about 15 minutes. Like, that was awesome. Like, thanks so much. Appreciate that. Like, I, no problem. Know, as the biggest, that was awesome. You know, we'll do that again. I love. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, looking at you know, looking at Tesla and and ARKK, like I love what Elon's doing. I love how he's kind of trolling everyone. You see the? Do you see the uh, Twitter post he put out um, on the Rogan the interview? No, he goes. He goes. He, do you see the picture he put out there? He goes. The next uh, Twitter board meeting is going to be lit. Did you see that? Yeah, you know that that was a meme that someone tweeted at him, and he just re- oh, he didn't even put that out there. He he, he was like, yeah, this is funny. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna repost this. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, he's the king of the he's the king of the memes. Is what it is. He's the best. He's the best. No, yeah. I I just so I mean, you have to watch Tesla. I mean, as as the largest you know, largest position or ARKK. I mean, I, I, I love Tesla. I mean, you look at the relative strength in Tesla. Um, you look at deliveries, you look at where he is um, in, in China. We kind of focus on the EV space in China. I just did CNBC last week talking about that. And, um, you know, he is just absolutely destroying. And I think he's, he's firing on all cylinders. I love what he's doing uh, with SpaceX. I, I'm telling you, when he links up the satellite to the satellite network he has in space to um, the electronic cars, like the driverless competition, I think is over. So I think, you know, I think, I I don't know, ARKK, I don't really want to, I don't want to, you know, speculate on, you know, there's way too many high valuation stocks, but I mean, talk Tesla, like I super bullish and you look at the relative strength and that I love it. 
Okay. What about, I mean, this, this moving utilities and, uh, you know, we mentioned the healthcare and stuff that's going totally contrary to, you know, what we learned back in, uh, back in uh, grade school regarding interest rates. Uh, is this, this part of the energy play and, you know, everything is going up. The utility companies are going to have flexibility with, with pricing power. I mean, I mean, it's, you look at that chart and, in the current environment, you you would think it would look the opposite. You look at the TLT. I mean, what you take on the utilities? Yeah, you know, I, I actually I'm, I, I was looking at um, the difference between the ten two spread and the ten two and the ten three month spread over XLV, and I looked at you know when healthcare actually starts to come back in favor, and it's actually when. It's late stage expansion when healthcare starts to go in favor. And I found that a little interesting that healthcare is going right now, because if you look at that spread and you overlay it on XLV, usually when, when healthcare comes in, it's in a late stage rally when the 10-2 is at its widest, right? So, so I, I, I think it's a little interesting, but I think specifically within healthcare, it's, it's being led by biotech. Um, some of the pharma names, some of the medical supply names, there's a few, but it's, it's interesting. Um, I I think it's a little unusual or seeing a rally in healthcare at this point. Um, Staples, I heard you guys talking about Costco earlier, like how do you not love it? Um, Utilities, I don't, I don't hold a bunch of them, to be honest with you. We run two portfolios at the money management business. We don't have a ton of utilities, a little bit more focused in Staples, and uh, a little bit more focused in healthcare. Um, Abvi is, is like the third largest holding in our uh, uh, value portfolio. I mean, that stock is just out of control. It just doesn't it's, stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. I've got it too. I've had it. I always joke. I've had it How since you- birth. I've had it since birth because I had yeah. Abbott Labs and then it gave it to me like in 2011 and I've just held it. And I mean, the thing just continues to just go and go and go and go and go. And, and, I, and I don't and, understand. But the valuation has never been crazy. It was always fairly cheap. It just kept growing and growing. And the stock keeps going up as the, as the company has grown. I think it's I think it's the current P.E. is about, what is it, uh, 23, 24 P.E., but it's only 12 times next year's earnings. And I love yeah. it because they're, they're trying to diversify out of their one drug, Humira, right? So there's. I think that one main drug is about 35% of the revenue, but they're trying to add more on and kind of diversify the portfolio. Like, do you want to sell it, Dennis? Or like, are you just, you're just going to keep it? So some of me wants to sell it because it just keeps going up. But I, now I, I'm at a point it's, it's not in a registered account. So I got to pay the tax on the bloody thing. And like I've had it. So it's all tax. So that's, you know, that's I, why I probably don't sell it for the most reasons. I just don't want to. What do you think about on. that? That argument, Todd, you don't not. Sell well, it. I, I'd be curious I, like, to this as well. like I, it's such a great point that Dennis brings up. Like, so I launched, we launched the RAA six months ago. I've been long tech for, for three, four years. And I've got gains that I don't want to deal with and my, yeah. my cash account. And I need to, I need to somehow work this off to put it into the model. I, I've got all my retirement accounts or whatever in the money management, but you're looking at capital gains. And my partner, Ryan, we just did a, a YouTube live stream yesterday talking about kind of effective ways to get to, to sort of work that off and ways to write off that tax. But like, you know, most of us probably have ridiculous capital gains that you have to deal with. And it's, it's hard to, I, I, I don't think taxes are going anywhere, but up. So at some point we have to deal with it. I mean, Dennis, what you just, what are you going to do? I just think all these stocks, like, is my retirement plan. And unless you, th- like, maybe 20 years down the road, or I don't know, from 20 years, but 15 years down the road, I stopped trading and I don't have income. Now I can start taking out some of these gains. And, you know, and this is, you know, going to bring me, I'm in a lower tax bracket to take that in right now. I'm in the highest tax bracket that there is. Right. You know, and in Ontario, it's 53.6% the high bracket. Not joking, 53.6%. Have you so, guys thought about going to Puerto Rico and just I know. Logan Benzinga? No, like, like, it's hard. Let's man. go some let's go somewhere warm. Like it's so, so and, right and, now. And it's, in Ontario, it's a little different. The capital gains, you don't get this break because in the US, you get after you hold one year, it reduces. So it's it's good to hold one year. Canada's just fit 50%. So they uh, on a capital gain, only half of it is taxed. So half of it is taxed, though, at my 53% rate, meaning I'm gonna cut a check for 26% of this. So basically, if I sell you know, and, you know, you've got whatever, you know, your gain in there, 25% of it's going to go away immediately. I don't feel like I pay too much tax already. I don't feel like paying the tax on these, you know, these stocks that I've had for a decade. Maybe if I had a bad trading year, but 
I mean, which, it's which tough. I know you, Dennis, you don't have bad trading years. I'm, it's I'm, been a while, but I mean, I'm, I'm due. I'm due. <laughs> I'm Your so hedge, Todd. I want to ask you just about one more thing before we let yeah. you go. And you know, yeah. we have, um, you know, we've come out of COVID, right? It definitely had some effects in the economy, and you know, we've come out. The reopening trade is trying and everything. There's one thing we haven't dealt with, and I know you're probably like around the same age with me, and that that's the geopolitical situation. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we talked to Ivan Feinset yesterday, and he just kind of said, I'm going to buy good companies, I'm going to, you know, good stocks and make money, and I can't control the situation. I mean, I just wondered, I mean, I know you're not a political scientist or whatever, and it's hard to put that in any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, you know, uh, formula. But how, yeah. how are you looking at that situation? Well, <laughs> thanks, Joel, for the leader. Where, where are you going to go with that one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the geopolitical situation is, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's horrible what's happening. Uh, it seems to be unfortunately calming down as the poor Ukrainian people are continuing to be under assault. And we'll see if the, you know, Russia wants to regain the USSR and go after peripheral countries. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I don't really know where to go with it. Um, unfortunately, I think the, the market is starting to move on again. I, I, I have yeah, nothing but, um, you know, they're, they're moving on. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. You know, my, my customer service guy, he, he lives in Kiev. He's got a, a wife who's eight months pregnant. They're hiding for dear life. I talk to him every day. It's terrible. Um, but you, you know, you look at, you look at, unfortunately, uh, you know, crude oil is coming on the market. I think they just put 60 or 80 million barrels, uh, from the IEA, uh, 35 countries are going to contribute Washington, put out another hundred or whatever <clears throat> million barrels on the market. Um, crude oil is back below a hundred. Um, so unfortunately it's coming off. Um, you know, you have, you have the, the, the yield spreads coming into support. The 10, two is into support. So the inflation trade, I think is actually starting to back off going, you know, kind of back away from the geopolitical question. Um, you know, the one thing I'm looking at though is natural gas. Have you guys watched oh any stuff? Like, yeah. like as technical guys, does that thing not look like it wants to rip higher? I mean, these you know commodities. Once they start going in one direction, I mean, it's, it, it's it, they go, they go. Especially now, like, do you guys know old floor traders who trade natural gas? Like back when it was a higher price, like that was, I think that was like they called it the widowmaker. Like futures traders on the floor trading natty gas, like it tear your head off with the volatility. Like you look at look at some of the stocks. Like I, I mean, natty gas, I think is the is the one you have to watch coming in. I'm actually looking to rotate in some names um, out of natty gas. Is crude is is coming back below below 100. Like I think this is one you guys got to watch. All right, one more for you, uh, non-market related. Uh, we have uh, the wood, the bluegrass, and the Santa Anita this weekend. You indirectly helped me cash some tickets last week, but uh, does Chad have anything running, or have you I looked mean, at any of these races yet? Do you want to? I haven't. I just I just text Chad Brown, and he tells me what to bet. And he's he's right about 50-50. Uh, so if I have anything, I'll send it in to you. But okay, thanks. The, the one right. question, Joel, is when your daughter got married, what, two years ago? Like, when are you going to come up to Saratoga? I, I, we, it is on, it is on the agenda for, for this August. It really is. Right. There was COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, my daughter got married and then there was COVID and then there was just uh, a year where I didn't have a good excuse, but I got to get up there. You make your own whiskey too. I mean, you like whiskey, you like horses. I mean, I don't know why I'm not there. Everything but, uh, wait, wait, dude, did we, did we talk about aliens yet though? What? The, the Pentagon, like it's the Pentagon released 1500 pages. It's real now. I'm just throwing that out there. It's All right. Real. All right. It sounds like I have I don't know if he's joking or not. So. Like I, I'm I, serious. I, I you guys didn't see it? It's real. We're okay, not real. I have homework for the weekend. Todd Gordon. I did not know we were invaded. contributor, <laughs> Founder of New Age Wealth. That's great. Todd, always a pleasure, man. Oh, good. Have a good Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. Have a great weekend. Um, I don't know how we got on aliens there at the end, but here I hey. gotta go do some hey, ticker, on ticker this UFO, stuff. ticker UFO, space ETF. Think about it. Come um, on, UFOs. Let's, let's do some ticker time. We got four minutes left here in the show. Uh, any tickers on your radar? Drop them for us in the chat. We will take a look for the last few minutes here. 
let's see what we got going forward. Well, we we do it. We as uh, people in the chat um, like to point out, uh, we've been leaking. Yeah, a little bit. I gave it all back. Well, yeah, we gave what, it all back. Yeah, that. Welcome, um, welcome to a bear market. Yeah. All what, right. Do, what did we have? Did we have any any no, numbers? No, I knew I knew this was coming, and I saw. I, I watched how <laughs> it was on. I was looking. It was nothing. We had nothing. It's the answer. Yeah. Guys, Joel. We have sell the rippers. Joel. Yeah. There's All right, Joel. Yeah. Joel, why don't you pull up FedEx here? FedEx, FedEx. It is not going ugly, down. Ugly, 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 ugly chart. Two hundred major super duper support at that double bottom. I'm taking it over for you, Joel. You do the next one. One ninety nine. <laughs> 199, the Joel Conan double bottom is yeah, in place. That's, that's the good news. If it breaches 199, Katie bar the door, you don't want to own it. So All if right. you're going to own I, it, you can buy it now. But if it breaches 199, get the hell out. Just a, a fundamental story on this. Lisa bought uh, some shoes from like a local place in Birmingham. And uh, she didn't like either of them. And she was like, well, you dropped us off at the FedEx store. And I'm like, you know, well, Birmingham is what six miles away, and the FedEx store is like three miles away. So obviously, I went to the FedEx store, but I don't know if this is bearish for FedEx or for the store. I mean, they used to say, you know, that's got to cost them some money, right? I don't know what the business, how their business model is going to be if we go into a recession. But uh, technically, I just don't. You know, I don't like bars like this. You know, I don't like looking bottom right chart here. You know, I don't like when you have air underneath that. You yeah, know, it's got to hold that 199. Level. Yeah, that's big. Okay, that's what else big. we got? All right, uh, Skywork Solutions, not a name we've discussed recently. Oh, S- wow. SWKS. This is from Jake. Same thing. Oh, Look at wait, what happened? Levels. I thought this was an Apple Same one. Shirt. What happened? Wasn't this an Apple component thing? Uh, yeah, they do Apple, uh, Apple parts. Still are. Yeah, well, it used to move better with Apple, didn't it, Dennis? Wasn't this Welcome one of your Apple plays? Welcome to market, Joel. <laughs> Welcome to a bear market. We're not even, we've been up four weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. That's how it goes. Bear uh, market. Stocks go down. Yeah. It's been hit. It's been hammered. It's been hit a lot harder than some of the other Apple parts suppliers. I don't know. You got, you got, you got a support level, but again, you're buying stocks that are very weak here. 118.99. That's the line in the sand. Yeah. That's the March low. Takes that out. Don't be long. All right. We'll, we'll do one more. Let's do Baba here. Baba, baba, torn, baba. torn, torn on this. A hundred bucks. I think you get back down to oh, hundred bucks. I think it could bounce there. But man, yeah, it's such a ridiculous move, and it was such a gift. And we talked about this, and I sold all those emerging markets funds when everybody told us me I was stupid. It gave you two weeks, two weeks to basically from you know, like like look at the charts of Baba, look at the charts of JD, look at the charts of Baidu. I mean, these things were just absolutely hammering. They came all back up to the resistance points, and now they're starting to leak off of that again. I mean, EEM, really the same thing. FXI. These were This was the hugest bounce gift you could get. You got to take those gifts. Like, Baba went up 70% from the lows. It went from $73 to $124 in seven trading sessions. When your stock as big as Baba goes up 70% in seven days, you sell it. So I don't know. Like I think it might bounce at a hundred here now, but does it eventually, you know, go under a hundred? Probably. I, I'm. I think there's still a lot of issues there to invest in Chinese stocks. Ah, boy, oh boy, yeah. that was. Who was I talking about with this one about keeping an eye on the high close for the move? And it it was one seventeen and change, and it got above it, and even got above it on Monday. But it lost that level on a close. Yeah, Monday's close was one seventeen fifty, and the the highest close before that was one seventeen twenty four. So we might have to put another page in the technical analysis book about um, high close of moves. Uh, but that's it. I man, uh, the fifty percent right here is like at the ninety eight fifty area. I think that's where we're headed. Spoo's just went red here on the session. Why not? And I didn't realize it was 901. So I want to hop and uh, triple D. I'll talk to you at the top of the hour. All Why right. not? You it's know, very- like this is the sell the rip market here happening again. It's also the buy the dip market, too. I oh, think please. Chop Fest continues throughout 2022. Don't. And if you're using stop, it's a tough market. If you're using stops, you can stop out of everything because, um, and that's why a lot of these setups are like it gets below that. You're probably getting stopped out more in the buys and the sells, though. So I'm more still inclined on the swing trades to be short and reps as opposed to buying dips. 
But I mean, I'm buying depth, selling reps, short and reps, buying depths as a day trader. It's been a really good year, man. The chart that I'm married to right now is the SPY Weekly. That's the chart that I'm married to. That's the chart that I look at. Doesn't look healthy. The most. Well, I'm not making a judgment. I'm just. This is to me. This is everything, right? It, it, it's like you said. It's chop, right? We're up. We're down, we're we're basically trading in a range, which is fine. I'm not I'm not making a judgment whether that's right or wrong or bullish or bearish, but that's the way it is, right? So this is the chart that I'm married to the most right now. But we got to hop because we got to go live for live trading with Benzinga, Ryan, Zunaid, Mitch doing an abbreviated show today. Nice. Only going to go live till 10 a.m. Then we got to hop because we have the quarterly all hands. Benzinga meeting. We're all required to be there. So no live shows today from 10 a.m. Uh, potentially through the end of the day. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but at the at the close, the status for that's up on the air for the day right now because I think I think Jason wants us all to go axe throwing later, but I'm terrified of being anywhere near an axe and Jason Rasnick at the same time. So I'm not quite sure how that'll go. But uh, anyway, we got to go. We got to end the show right now. Go over to live trading. So please smash the like button. Check out Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest, Todd Gordon. Thanks to all of you in the chat. Uh, And I'll see you guys either at at the close or or Monday. If I don't see you, have a great weekend and uh, good luck today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.